right. Welcome, Hello. people. We are here after 28 minutes of trying to figure out GarageBand. Maybe more than that. Possibly more than that. <laughs> but we made it. We're yeah, here. Here we are. I'm Tired Girls Club podcast coming at you. Coming at you. All right. Well, we really like to start this off by pulling an oracle card. We feel Let's that this just will set the mood. I think we're going to do it and we're going to pull the oracle card. I will pull it. the card and I will let you read Okay, so because I can read and Jamie can't. Because I'm an illiterate little bitch. Okay. Um, if y'all don't know what an oracle card is, what, what how would you describe it? Mm, well, this deck, I don't really know exactly, but this is a spirit animal deck. And this is going to be the animal energy of the podcast. For the day. For the day. And you can pull one every day if you want. You, you can pull one every hour. You can pull one. <laughs> You know, you could just keep pulling them and just asking the universe oh, oh. for... Oh, it shows us. Here oh, it is. Wait, no. There's no, like it didn't 45 choose 45 of them that fell out. Okay. So. The card will choose you. I just have to be really close to this microphone. You can't see what I'm shuffling. I know. I can hear what you're shuffling. Can you? Mm-hmm. You just got to pop out. It'll pop out. Okay, we have to start asking it questions. That's why we're not getting any answers. Okay, that's why. It's like, okay. bitch. It's like, give me some direction. Okay, okay what so, do we want to ask it? Well, this episode is going to be about daddy issues coming off of father's day so oracle deck what what is the the daddy issue energy Energy. that is going to direct this podcast today oracle deck i cannot shuffle today what is happening what what do we need to learn about our dads about everyone's dads what have our dads taught us what's the energy around the the dads what is the value of our dads come on come on Oracle deck, I don't have all day. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be patient with the Oracle deck, Jamie. I, know. I don't have patience. Okay. okay. It's going to be okay. Oh, what's happening? <laughs> Ask it another question. You got um, it. Okay. What is the energy? Oracle deck, I am channeling the dad energy for this. Okay. I think you're allowed to like split the deck or something like that if it doesn't give you an answer. I got to figure more, figure out more about <clears throat> this Oracle shit. You have to do what feels right. I'm feeling a little tense from all that time trying to figure out how to use this card. Oh. Is it the fucking dragon? No. The (laughs) vulture. Oh, shit. It's the vulture. The fucking vulture. Okay. Okay. Yikes. So the vulture. Oh, well, interesting. Okay. Mm. Aw. Well, let's see what the vulture is. It says vulture. Guardian and purifier, essential for rebalance. Oh. So maybe it's good. Mm. The vulture is perhaps the most misunderstood creature of all. This intriguing bird balances our ecosystem and prevents the spread of disease. It does the dirty work that no one else wants to do and cleans up our messes. Wow. This is amazing. The vulture (laughs) appears when there's a situation that needs to be purified or brought back into balance. Remember, the vulture is greatly undervalued. What you thought was a mistake or tragedy is a blessing in disguise. Damn. Damn. Oh, shit. Okay. I'd say this is the perfect card for daddy issues. That's amazing. Fuck. I mean, that, like, doing the dirty work that nobody else wants to do. I can't believe that this just happened. It says, when in balance, it clarifies, reveals wisdom. When out of balance, dramatic, aggressive. Oh, my dad. (laughs) (laughs) To bring into balance, clean your space, and sage. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, I'm going to keep this open right here like this. Yeah, just, that is really actually quite amazing. I think so. I think that was 
absolutely the perfect card. I think so. Wow. How did that resonate with you with your own father? Um, I mean, I'd say it just makes me think about like all dads kind of, I feel like everybody has their own relationship with their dads and their own daddy issues. And like, Mm -hmm. I do think that they are misunderstood and I think people can just be so quick to be like, oh, well, it's my dad's fault. I'm like, fuck that. And fuck him and all this sort of shit but my adolescent years yeah everyone I think <laughs> yeah. is adolescent years yeah. but there is there is so much that at least my dad does and has done over time to uh like show that he loves and he cares and every, and like be way. there in his own way yeah mm-hmm. absolutely so I think it's we as people just want everything from our dads like constantly out there undivided attention their uh you know anything that they do they want we want it to be for us mm-hmm. and us as our own person maybe not even for our sibling like we there's like competitive like for dad energy yeah. but there's only so much that like a person can give especially if they are working and have in my case it was like five kids so you know attentions are divided yeah do you think that people <clears throat> they're either like a dad like how people say like you I hate the word daddy like I hate that word but like daddy's girl or like mama's boy like because yeah. I'm definitely more like my father I never really had a good relationship with my dad growing up I do now mm-hmm. um but yeah like I don't know it's weird like do you think like kids will tend to like go towards one or the other like your mom or your dad mm-hmm. well I'm sure I think yeah I don't know how it gets chosen if it's just... So were you more, like, wanting approval from your dad more so than your mother? I don't know. I feel like my situation is so, like, complicated since my parents were across the country from each other. Yeah. Basically, I mean, forever. My dad's on a different continent at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I mean, growing up, I was with my mom like 80% of the time and then with my dad on breaks from school like during the summer and uh, Christmas and spring break and all of that and I don't know I always wanted both of their approval but both my parents are so different so it was really difficult for me to try and find where I fit in between both of them like I feel like I couldn't have made both of them happy no matter what it was like if I went and did like one thing like, if my dad had asked me to move to New York and I decided to, like, stay with my mom, that probably would have hurt my dad's feelings. But moving in with my dad, that hurt my mom's feelings. So it was yeah. just, like, neither one of them was going to be Having happy either way. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but yeah. we're for sure not alone. I feel like no. we should find a statistic. <laughs> probably. I mean, everybody's. Everybody's. Yeah. When, it, how old were you when your parents got divorced? 21 you were 21 mm-hmm. so you whoa yes um Yikes. yeah I was older and they also separated once when I was in eighth grade too okay but like my parents had the most fucking dysfunctional relationship ever which is like fine they're both happier now I'd say but yeah I don't know my dad was like a workaholic so although mm. my parents were together growing up they were never really like together if that makes sense like I never saw them be like affectionate or loving or even like friends it was almost like they had their roles of people and that's kind of how it went down um 
yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. it's so different because I feel like, uh, I don't know, when I, for me personally, my parents got divorced when I was like three or something, but I was the only person that I knew that had divorced parents. At, and because this was like back in, you know, the late 90s or whatever, mid to late 90s, and my parents were divorced. And at that point, like, divorce still wasn't like as much of a thing as it's become like these days where it's just like, oh yeah, like of course you can get divorced if you're not happy and you can't work things out and people are, I think, uh, they're not so stuck to the idea and like the pressure, the social pressure to like stay married and like work things out or like sit in your roles and deal with it like people were back in the fucking like 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s maybe. Well, I even think marriage is different nowadays too. I feel like, I don't know what what is marriage then if it's like it's supposed to be a commitment to somebody right like then why even get married yeah I don't know because I think well I don't know it was just in my mind's eye it was just the thing that you did and you got married when you were super super young and started your family and like went on to that in that direction that like all our forefathers had done and so of course like yeah you got married and it didn't really matter what it was like as long as you had that uh like that show you know for other people to see like yeah you're fucking married yeah Yeah. and yes it's my perfect dutiful husband who goes to work and yes I'm doing all of these things yeah keeping up (laughs) with the Joneses right but then people I think it had to have come with you know female liberation and like the feminist movement and everything and women being like yeah I want other things with my life yeah I want to be married but I also want to have a job or I also want to do this and be seen and I think that that causes rifts and then when women working women don't have an example of past generations of other working women to look to and see how do you balance all of these things like a work and a social life and a home life then it's right now our generation I think is just trying to figure that all out well I'm wondering too if that's why like millennials air Mm -hmm. quotes are so I don't know like quick to or not quick but they almost like prolong marriage like there's so much like they date around it's more like there's not much commitment and I'm wondering if it's because we did grow up seeing these relationships that were just like forced to be together or Mm -hmm. like we don't have like the correct coping skills to handle like basic communication with people so it's always like on to the next best thing and um we've seen it all crumble yeah yeah totally and just like seeing people like stay together just to stay together and like I don't know that's never a good thing by the way just don't don't stay for your kids oh my god for the love of god do not (laughs) stay in your unhappy marriage for your children because it will fuck them up in the long run yes (laughs) we're all gonna have daddy issues I'd rather have a dad that was away but still loved me and not like super stressed out because of Mm -hmm. their own relationship yeah seriously and like growing up I think it was really hard for me to see why my dad was so hateful and angry all Mm. the time Um, and then when my parents got divorced I think I finally saw him be vulnerable and kind of like break and be like oh he is kind of like a soft little marshmallow how did that make you feel in that moment when you saw your dad vulnerable um it was fucking weird because he was always somebody that we like feared growing up Mm. 
And then once I like got my own voice, I was like, I hate you. (laughs) And then I don't know. It was just kind of how everything went down was really shady. And I almost saw him then as a person, a soul and just a being that had actual feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have a little more compassion for him. Yeah, way more compassion. And just like to see him. I don't know. He's his own character, and I love that about him. And he's always stayed true to who he is and who he was and his morals and his ideas. He's very successful and self-made. But, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's weird to see somebody who's, like, so strong that you see is so strong mm-hmm. to just, like, break. Yeah. Was your dad, is he, like, an emotional type in general? Like, no. do you feel like... Was he just very, like, stoic, stone cold? Or was he, like, would he get angry? Or would he get upset? It was, Or his were his emotions visible to you? I would say maybe he was emotional, and it's masked by anger. Mm. I think there is a long history of trauma, mm. you know? Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I don't know, maybe he is emotional, and it comes off as anger. misunderstood no totally misunderstood he is the most misunderstood motherfucker and i love him he (laughs) is the greatest like i think he's so funny i think he is i don't know he's somebody that i admire now as a 28 year old woman yeah um but i think i i'm happy that i didn't necessarily grow up close to him because i feel like my relationship with him wouldn't be like it is now like i feel like i appreciate him so much more now than I do than I did then and I feel like it comes with a sense of I don't know I don't know what it comes with a sense of but it's different I can kind of relate to you in that I feel like I mean my dad and I didn't spend probably enough time together growing up or not as much time as like we would have both liked to and it's not that either one of a it's not either one of our faults or anything and like we don't hold it against the other it's like just it is what it is but I think now that I'm older and like we have I think more opportunity to have more quality time that we can like look and appreciate what it is Mm -hmm. like that's better for us yeah you know absolutely and it's it's nice to I don't know I feel like we both maybe got to see our dads from the outside a little bit more and like understand like oh okay this person's a person they're making their own decisions it may or may not be exactly about me it kind of gives you that like separation and that I don't know honestly like codependency kind of freaks me out and especially Mm -hmm. like if like fathers and daughters and like that's just a weird I don't know it can be so strange like when dads are close with their daughters? Yeah, I don't know. It makes know. me feel so fucking uncomfortable, and I'm it, sorry if you does. have a very close relationship with your dad, but I'm like... I feel like I have a close right? relationship <laughs> with my dad, but yeah, it's like... Oh my God, my mom's I husband and his daughters, like they're all so close, and I'm just like... it, like it, It's cringy for me to be is like... Is it cringy just because we don't have that? Or I is don't it know, probably. I don't know oh. why the fuck it's cringy, but it's cringy nonetheless. That's the feeling that I feel, and I'm just like, Bleh. yeah. I don't know. Why? I don't really know where it's how. Going with that. How do you do that? I don't know, but I love my dad. Mm-hmm. I think he. <clears throat> Sorry. I know he's always like done the best that he could, and he. I mean, our circumstances and his journey as a father. He'll be the first one to say that it was like 
tumultuous and just yeah. all over the place. And I mean, two wives, five kids, divorces, pain. Yeah. Oh, separation. Just not, I don't know. I know it like affected him, but he's also like is one of those kind of emotional people. And I don't think I realized that until I was maybe like 17, 18, that like my dad was really, really like invested. And I think I'm lucky to have a dad that that's has always worked hard that even through all that stuff, he was always like fighting for us. Mm -hmm. And I know there are like plenty of people, especially a lot of people with a lot of daddy issues where their dads just were not like that. Well, that's the thing too, I think is really important now that we do understand that like okay Mm -hmm. we maybe didn't get what we needed emotionally from our dads but our dads were always there somehow some way right and if we called on them like they were there yeah we're like there's people that don't have dads like fuck those dads that like have kids and then just like bounce like uh yeah what the fuck or like like, come and go for no rhyme or reason and then when they show up they literally have like nothing to offer but they want your love and support which is usually coming from a place of like selfishness yeah Yeah. where it's all about them it's like they feel like their kids are supposed to make them feel better for some reason when I really I feel like if you're a parent it becomes your job to coach that person it's not about you anymore yeah. oh you know? god not at all like your life is no longer your own yeah you have to someone else needs you yeah more than like you need you you know yeah like and I mean financially than... I think like that was something that my dad always did was he worked all the mm-hmm. time yeah but then drank a lot also <laughs> yeah so I mean there was That's that okay. so he was never like emotionally available or even like physically there like growing up and like playing sports he was like never at my games or anything like that and like mm. but it, it I was always angry because like I have a dad he's yeah. physically there why is he not physically here now like supporting me but I mean in his own way like him giving us the life that we did I mean that was his way of showing love right and I have to appreciate that I'm very lucky for that mm-hmm. um yeah and just know that like some people don't even have that opportunity that like grow up with single moms and you mm-hmm. know and then maybe even have to take on like the dad role yeah god I couldn't even fucking imagine oh I will say I am also thankful that when my parents are getting divorced like I don't even I don't have any recollection of them like being contentious or like fighting they're like I don't remember any of that any bad blood that they had they kept between them they never that never spewed into uh me and my siblings lives my mom never like talked shit about my dad my dad never talked shit about my mom it was always like a luxury (laughs) I mean I know it's so they were so like diplomatic about it but I I'm sure was also really 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 difficult for them yeah but I am grateful that that happened because I did have my dad's second marriage. When that went to shit, it was like as bad as could be, you know, just so I've seen kind of both sides live through both sides. And yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting to see your parents kind of move on Mm -hmm. because both of my parents, that was their second marriage. And yeah. then 
now my mom's remarried again and like she's in this like happy fun loving relationship and it's hard for me to be like wait what <laughs> like where was uh, this the yeah, whole time exactly and like there's just certain things that make me just like what the f- what was that so then like yeah. when I go to her for like relationship advice and stuff like that it's really hard for me to be like okay I'll definitely take your word for it <laughs> no actually my dad gives really great relationship advice yeah 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 which is really I weird because I never thought that I would ever talk to my dad about my relationships but yeah yeah he does I don't think I've ever talked to either of my parents about relationship it, it, sometimes my mom's like slipped in some things here and there like when I was dating one of my ex-boyfriends it was coming up on our two-year anniversary and my mom was like well just because it's been two years doesn't mean you have to keep going oh wow <laughs> okay mom like, are you jaded <laughs> <laughs> Are you projecting? Like, okay, cool. Mm. I mean, she wasn't wrong. Uh, she wasn't wrong. There she was. So, and that's, I still hear her say that sometimes in my head, but not for any like reason. It just pops through and I just giggle about it. I'm like, okay, well, that's my mom giving advice. But I don't think I've, my dad's always, I think, been like, yeah, like you do you, whatever is making you happy. Cool. That's fine. I'll, I'll be here whenever. Perfect. That works. Um, do you think that your your parents' relationships have shaped how you go into relationships? Yep. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I feel like I definitely... Um, how would I put this? So healthy communication is not something that I am good at, and you know that for sure. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I just have this fear of like abandonment like not so much anymore I think I've kind of worked through a lot of that but um I don't know I just have this like people don't stay you know and I think I I it's hard for me to figure out how to manage relationships and manage my feelings in relationships when I've never had a a safe place to do that ever or I've never had that modeled for me Mm -hmm. um yeah I don't know so I think it's like I, I'm learning a lot about that now and I'm learning that, you know, they're people too. Yeah. And they had whatever they knew modeled for them and then it kinda goes down the line. So for me, just to give them a little bit of grace and be like, Okay, and then give myself a little bit of grace and just know like you can learn from whatever it is and I think it's like once you kind of let that define you and I know like I don't want to like have a relationship like my parents yeah at all and it, although like patterns in my life have kind of showed that I'm seeing where I can make changes and kind of where I can grow in certain areas of my life when it comes down to that well I heard somewhere read it something something I don't know where it says uh I'm really great at saying um, so am I. Yeah, I know. I'm actually going to read some of your sayings at some point. I have a whole note full of all your sayings. Um, but anyway, it's something like life gives you lessons like this until you learn them or something mm-hmm. like this same pattern will show up over and over and over again until you learn the lesson that you're supposed to. And so a lot of times I think and I can see it in maybe not exactly my relationship but maybe in like a relationship that my siblings have been in um that they've definitely 
mirrored some of the things that happen in our lives or like their relationships with their significant others are very similar to relationships. I mean, I guess, yeah, some of my past relationships were like that too, where you have to, it's like our own version of therapy in a way. Like we have to go through it and relive it and like try to make it, try to heal it and Mm -hmm. heal that situation just like from our, so that we feel better about our past, you know? But oftentimes if we don't, recognize we don't recognize that we get into those patterns and then all of a sudden we're fucked the same way that we were back when we were eight years old you know and like went through something that wasn't our fault or you know wasn't even our relationship but now we're doing it again acting out the same things and just reliving these same patterns but once we like realize oh this is the same thing that I've dealt with and I don't have to deal with this and how can I make this better and you consciously make those choices to make your life better and your relationship better that's where the progress is and that's how you can end up actually in a relationship that is fulfilling yeah and that is something too that i've kind of been looking into is just like manifesting your own life Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting to think like the same thoughts you 95 percent of the same 90 let me rewind 95 (laughs) percent of your thoughts are the exact same thoughts that you had the day before and the day before and the day before which is why patterns yeah dude that's yes which is why people are like why can't i kick this habit like why this why that like this is like a problem in my life and i'm realizing a lot of the things that i have going on in my life like i've manifested your life you've manifested because of your thoughts and your subconscious so Mm -hmm once you learn to kind of rewire that the neuroplasticity of your brain um yeah it's really interesting to kind of see like what how how your thoughts even change and then you're like oh okay well then that's different then your mood changes and then Mm -hmm. it is kind of like your life changes and your energy is different because like that's all we are is a big ball of fucking energy yeah it's so interesting and i think that's kind of where i've been for the majority actually yeah is where I've been for the majority of my life is like living in these fears of like reliving my past and like reliving instances and situations and all of these things where I manifested them into reality and I was like well I don't want that to be my reality anymore yeah and you can like change those shitty cycles that your family gives you by changing your thought process yeah I also that just made me think too um so something I guess this can be for people that do have shitty dads or uh, even shitty moms or both and just don't really have like a guardian or anything. I read somewhere. I think it was in my Daily Stoic book. I think it was in there. Um, it said something about how um, you can choose your mentors or you mm-hmm. should choose your mentors. So even if they aren't your parents, you can still find people to be that person for you. And I think for well, a couple things about that, I guess. So we, us, me and you, our salon, everything, a lot of people are into like the law of attraction or stuff like that. And there's like weird, uh, there's a really, 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 really weird controversial part about it where it says that like you choose your parents. Oh yeah. And I think in ways, yes, but not, it's obviously very controversial because like, why would you choose to be in an abusive home growing up and why is that the lesson that like you chose you know and like for literally choosing like oh I'm my soul's going to go into this person's body and I'm going to be birthed by this person into these circumstances 
as far as that being true, I mean, I don't know who the fuck's to say about that, but I do think that you do get, you can choose who you want to be your parent. Like at the end of the day, you know, like you can still choose like, oh, I want Shelly like to be a mom to me. Like when I, like a role model and a mentor, I want these people to be, even if we're peers, if, even if we're on like the same level, maybe not exactly even the same age, but maybe like pretty close, I still look up to this person and this person, I want them to be a person in my life that can care for me in like this sort of a way, Yeah, you know, and fill like those kinds of holes. Like maybe your mom is like really bad with money and you need to learn from a person that isn't and, you know, has, has those tools that like you don't have and that your, your own parent doesn't have. And so, yeah, you need to go find those people that can answer those questions for you and that you can look up to and admire and respect. Well, and that's kind of where the law of attraction is for me. Like I, I don't necessarily believe that we chose our own parents. Um, I believe that we kind of choose our own destiny and I believe that we once we're like our soul is birthed into this world i think it's for a specific purpose but i also feel like yeah the the issues that we were going to face they were always going to be there anyway Mm -hmm. um but i feel like free will we have a choice and i feel like that's kind of again like what manifestation is or the law of attraction is is like your choices manifest your reality so people talk about like dimensions and stuff like that like I think when it comes down to even like manifesting or like changing your like thought process or your imagination you're kind of like tapping into those like different dimensions per se of Mm -hmm. just like I think dimensions are just like possibilities sure you know and like I I feel like I don't know it's it's definitely interesting to think like oh I can actually like create my life I can create my destiny it's not just like a cliche fucking thing on a thing of canvas in Hobby Lobby like no and my destiny isn't just like when I was little and my mom told me I was a piece of shit every day forever like I don't have to be a piece of shit no not what exactly no you're not it doesn't fucking matter no you don't have to be small yeah exactly and I think that's another thing too that a lot of parents will do to us is like keep us small because they're afraid like what happens if we get big and it's sure. like once you just open or they your... just don't want you they maybe they just enjoy when you're small and helpless and they like taking care of you and making you feel like you can't do anything on your own it's and they perspective and they want to be there to like be have that like control and power because maybe that's the only thing they feel like they're good at mm-hmm. oh weird yeah there's all kinds of perspectives on that yeah totally yeah and i think that's the thing is just like perspectives mm-hmm. perspectives are crazy and like possibilities are endless yeah i mean my fucking brain you know that i'm always like well then this but then this could lead to this but then this could also lead to that Jamie doesn't stop no i don't she's a gemini adhd gemini yes i am learning about myself (laughs) every day more and more um but yeah i think it's it's uh it's interesting to think about that and like how our lives and the things that we saw how they shape us and how Mm -hmm. it is kind of like cemented into our thought process and our subconscious of like this is this is just reality doesn't have to be a motherfuckers <laughs> okay well let me ask you what is the biggest lesson you've learned from your dad 
Whoa. What has he instilled in you most in like, I'm going to say in a positive way. <laughs> oh. His greatest influence over you. Um, well, I don't. That's a loaded question, honestly, because like. We'll think about it. I can go. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is like, don't take shit from people. But then I also feel like that gets me in trouble because then I'm like so. always on guard. Like, don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've seen me get. Angry. I think that gives you your like strong sense like of character, though. Mm-hmm. Like it's not forcing people away. It's just forcing it. It's keeping it's like setting your boundaries. You know, you're like, I'm not going to take this from people. And like, I am not. It, it gives you that like protective like boundary that is healthy i'd say yeah it's healthy sometimes like i'd say (laughs) probably more often than not like when someone comes at you with an idea that goes against how you feel you're not going to be like oh well maybe they're right it's like no don't fuck with me like i know who i am yeah i I think that is like a sense of security that i think i've always had mm -hmm. um maybe not so much when i was younger but i think i was I feel like I found my confidence pretty young. See, so. that makes one of us. I don't think I have, I'm still learning, trying to learn that lesson. Maybe your dad can be one of my dads. <laughs> he would love to. Oh. Okay. What did you learn from your dad? Mm, well, I think for my dad, my dad's always tried to instill in me, um, like an open mind and like being creative and going out and having experiences and I think that that's really shaped a lot of who I've become and who I'm becoming and who I'd like to be my dad's I don't know he encouraged me to move to New York when I was 14 and I left everything and everyone that I knew to go and start new and he was like yeah like you have an 11 o'clock curfew have fun like go go outside go do this and do that and like do as much as you can and experience as much as you can and like just be out there and I think for a lot of parents that's probably a scary thing to do I don't think I think a lot of parents are scared of like oh well what if my baby gets hurt or you know but my dad's like go fucking do it like just get out there and I think that gives me a sense of not like always wanting more but it kind of does drive that little fire to just to not settle in in areas where I don't want to you know like I'll I'll find my place but I gotta try different things to to get to it yeah you know yeah I definitely admire that because I feel like growing up like I was the one that was like you can't do this you can't do that and like I was always Mm -hmm. lying to my well it was mostly my mom I don't I don't really know my dad really didn't have much to do with my upbringing (laughs) I'm gonna be completely honest um but yeah, like I was always rebellious and I was always like doing what I w- like wasn't supposed to be doing. I was doing like the complete opposite, lying, sneaking out, like partying, like mm-hmm. not being a good kid. And I think if like if parents, I think that's so good for parents to be like, okay, this is life and experience it. Because then yeah. like you experience good things and your failures are like good things rather than like you're fucking up your life because you're just rebelling. Well, I'd say the fatal flaw in my family is that 
that communication after the fact just isn't really there. They'll be like, yeah, go have your experience. And like, I will. But when it comes down to like talking about it, yeah, there's not that. I don't know. Which is really interesting because you're very good at communicating, I feel. I feel like that's one of those things that was a pattern in my life that I recognized and just kept reliving over and over that if I don't address bad things, they just fester and build and become overwhelmingly uh, toxic and horrible and stifling and depressing and Mm anxiety-inducing. And I think I've experienced enough of that at various points in my life that now I'm just cannot, I just can't not talk about the problems that happen in my life. I I just can't let them sit. And thankfully, Brian's like the one that broke that chain. He was the one that, like, I knew that, that such like, a Virgo. He is such a Virgo. So is my dad. Mm-hmm. So weird, right? So weird. So, uh, aw, weird uh, Virgos. Um, mm-hmm. Aw, I just I'm now like sucked in this weird little loop of like Brian being like my dad, and I think that that's a good thing. So that's sweet. Okay. That's sweet. That is sweet. But yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. I guess Brian was the one that broke that chain of me being non-confrontational and if he knows there's something on my mind or something that we have to talk about he's like okay well we're talking about it whether you like it or not and I'm like okay (laughs) it's like crying in bed with the lights off (laughs) (laughs) and he's like just next to me like it's fine like just answer these questions or talk to me about it it's cool I still love you and I think my dad is like that too but for whatever reason I just as a little kid I remember whenever I would get in trouble and it usually was for lying. And it would be like lying about stupid shit that like wasn't even a thing. He'd be like, did you eat the last cookie? And I'd be like, no. But, you know, and he knew I was lying and he'd sit me down. And something about that like space of being sat down and him like making me confess it to him. Ugh. Like, ugh, it was so yeah. painful and I hated it. And I knew every time he sat me down that like I was in trouble. And then even though like nothing would really come of it, he'd just be like, yeah, like, we just don't lie about stuff. And for some reason, that just, like, shook me on the inside as a little kid. I don't know where that came from. I don't know why. And even still, like, getting into that space with another person where you have to, like, talk about something like that. So you're giving me really bad... It hurt. It's like PTSD, right? I was just thinking, like, PTSD for sure. And I'm, like, I just had a flashback. Like, I'm wondering if that's why I'm not good with communication because... The only time my dad would ever be involved in my upbringing mm. is if my mom was like, I can't handle it. They're out of control and they're so disrespectful. <laughs> so then we would have these things called table talks. Oh, no. So you, you'd have to get sit down at the table and like it would always end up that's with awful. like a chair getting thrown across the kitchen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly how it kind of how it led to like after years of, OK, finally now like three years worth of shit is like festering. We haven't talked. OK, there's definitely a big blow up. And then that just shatters the family for like another three years and then we have to come back together and then we're okay for a while and then like maybe something major will happen but hopefully not because now hopefully we've learned from things but it's interesting that it's like that space of being like so small and together it's almost like how is that so different from 
like going to therapy though like because that's another space where you like go in and it's intimate and you're like talking to somebody about issues because you're choosing to go to therapy i feel like you're when you have to have a conversation with somebody else you're exposing yourself and being vulnerable to people who know you Mm -hmm. inside and out you know so i think there is something at least that's something that i struggle with is like being vulnerable again i feel like i have this like front Mm -hmm. and on the inside i actually am just like really soft and i just yeah Mm -hmm. it 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 comes with like but you know this about me so I'm yeah. not going to, I'm just going to lash out and be angry because like, I don't want you to hurt me, but. <laughs> You're such an Aries Gemini. I am an Aries Gemini for sure. My Aries moon. Yikes. My Aries moon. Yikes is the real deal. <sighs> yeah. No, I agree. I do think it is that it's like that consent, you know, that you have to give to somebody to like see you vulnerable. Yeah. And I feel like they're probably will be and have been times where you know we do have to go to our parents and be vulnerable at our own will just to ask for help and it it, that's a totally different situation than them being like do you want my help i read that in the daily stoic oh really two days ago i think it was like don't be afraid to ask for help oh yeah like but that was the other how do i do that yeah you gotta (laughs) get vulnerable uh, it's like that's the messiest thing yeah don't do good yeah but yeah Hmm. the vulture i know i'm looking at i feel like we should make our like when we do our episodes like little icon picture should be whatever (gasps) yeah uh, the the card that we picked i love that i know i think that would be really great okay so we'll do that in the future we'll do it i don't even know how long we've been going probably a while this is a long one my computer is going it's still going it's been 41 minutes not too bad. Yeah. I mean, do you want to keep going? We can keep going. We can wrap it up. I don't care. What else What else do you want to talk about? This is a deep one. I like this one we a lot. I think we're doing deep. great. I think we're doing so great. Let's see. I wonder if I have more notes about things that we should do. Oh, we still need to talk about what made us tired this week. Okay. What made you tired this week? Mm. What? Oh, fucking working. Today's day eight of eight working straight so I'm tired this week because I haven't had a day off in eight days yeah which I did myself it was my own stupid fault but honestly I think I do I've been getting like energized from my work so it's like a a two thing (laughs) I don't know what I'd call it a double-edged sword I don't know it's like like I am tired I don't know what it is like I'm tired because I've been working so much, but by the time I get to work and I'm in it, it's like I enjoy what I do. So then all my clients, like I feel good after that. And like, I'm all so hyped, but then I come home and I'm like, I take a nap for like an hour and a half and just am dead because I haven't had a time to like process all of the input from everyone. Well, I think we kind of talked about this in the last podcast. Like you're always so tired that you just don't even realize you're tired because you're just yeah. always going. I'm always tired. Mm-hmm. I think you like feel like you're never tired, but like you're always tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm tired this week. Yeah. Hustle and hard. I'm tired because I got my white belt yesterday. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm excited to get mine next Tuesday. I'm gonna show up in my pink gi and be so cute. Yes. Like, oh, hello, stay tuned for pics. Yes. My pinky. 
Why else are you tired, Jima? Um, well, I have not been working in the salon as much as you have. I should be um, doing oh. that. I've just put a, in a bunch of book me's so I can hopefully oh, get it, start make some money. But You ask um, and you shall receive. I know, right? Gotta make that fucking money. Gotta be a boss bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, I'm doing this thing where I'm working out every single day except Saturdays. And there you go. Yeah. That would make anyone tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pre-workout. Yikes. <laughs> does the thing for me. That's amazing. What are you doing to work out? Lifting? Um, so Sunday will be my kickboxing and jujitsu day. Monday. Kickboxing and jujitsu? Mm-hmm. At Rise with Christina. I'm on to you. <laughs> You're coming for me. Look at you, sneaky, doing jujitsu without me. Wow. Okay. I know. I'm gonna find another jujitsu class to go to that you're no, not you gonna cannot. go to. I you am cannot. gonna. But you can go to like Black go Widow to, Open Gym and stuff I'm like that. I'm gonna go to Open Mats on Thursday now. You should, because I, I wish well, I could. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're going on Sunday without me. It's fine. It's cool. It's fine. You can come on Sunday too. You no, know. I work all day Sunday. I can't. Well, then I have Muay Thai on Monday. <laughs> and then I have Jiu-Jitsu on Tuesday. And then I'm lifting Wednesday, Thursday. And then Friday's Muay Thai. And then Saturday I have off. But there you go. that's the thing. is like you're going to start doing wrestling and stuff. And like yep. I can't be a Jiu-Jitsu chick if I'm only doing Jiu-Jitsu once a week. But you're doing it twice a week if you're going on Sunday and Tuesday. Well, yeah, that's why I'm doing it on Sunday now. But it's like it's it's more like self-defense that's fair i think my schedule is going to be like sunday and monday are my days that i just literally don't have time Mm -hmm. maybe sunday if i'm feeling feisty i could in the evening but monday definitely not no one should ever work out in the evening i don't (laughs) mind it honestly that's when i like listen to podcasts and do my own thing um monday i have zero time I mean, I say that, but I just literally will not because I'm going to work a 12-hour day. So, you no, will, thank you. No, Monday should be your Monday's day. Monday's not going to happen. No. Um, Tuesday, jiu-jitsu. Wednesday, wrestling. Thursday is usually my lifting gym day. Possibly open mat. Maybe both. We'll see. Friday's Muay Thai. Saturday, gym. Regular gym lifting day, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, I think that's a good some combination of that yeah there's something in my eyeball I know I just I really want to understand jujitsu I know well we're getting there we're getting better we are getting better we passed our tests <laughs> I don't know if we did we did pass we maybe didn't pass it with flying colors <laughs> is that right pass with flying colors I don't know I feel like if we did they would have given us a stripe even though we, we don't didn't have a belt. maybe we'll get a stripe as soon as they put they put it on us can you imagine six months though hey that's about i mean i guess if we were going like every day for six months yeah we'd probably be able to get one maybe we'll get a stripe can you imagine how good that'll feel when once they give us a stripe can you imagine wow it's like i haven't even been motivated about that but i feel like that would i like i'll cry 100 you have to compete in jujitsu yeah i guess do you want to hear one of your sayings i pulled up our note (laughs) my note about jamie's sayings okay what's um, what is it? One of them is uh, <laughs> three times the charm. <laughs> <laughs> three 
Three times the charm. That's a good one. <laughs> Three times the charm. Three times the charm. Uh, <laughs> another good one. It's my favorite. I use this one all the time. We're like two ships in the wind. <laughs> isn't, oh isn't that what Newton said? <laughs> Whatever stops will stay stopped. <laughs> Wait a second. I didn't even know you had these. I got it. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Why fun. that is fucking funny. I didn't know that you were taking these notes. I knew the the two ships in the wind. That one's my favorite. <laughs> I, I use that one a lot. Oh god. Well anyway. Yeah. Do we do we have any other little closing rituals? I don't know. Should we make a closing ritual? Probably. I, oh. Oh, what, what made you tired? What made us tired? Isn't there one um oh when we had guests? Or I guess even if we don't have guests, we were gonna do a humble brag as humble an brag. end. I guess that's kind of also leads into like what made you tired, a humble brag. I'm working out six days a week, bitches. Yeah, I've worked eight days straight. Hustling. Hustling. Getting fit. Yep. Doing the thing. All right. Well, I guess if that's that, I think I'm, that's that. I'm Becca. We didn't even introduce ourselves. And this I'm one. Jamie. Wow. Whoops. Thanks for hanging out with us for forty nine minutes. It's greatly appreciated. Yes, um, you can listen to our most recent episode, our first one, um, on SoundCloud. That's going to be coming out today. Um, Wednesdays are the day, so... Hump day. Hump day, get it. Um, So we are going to be posting that episode later today. Um, And then, what else was I going to say? Oh, we're working on our website, so once that is up and running, that's where you'll be able to really find all of the things. For now, SoundCloud's kind of like a little stand-in for us working on it um let us know if there's anything that you want us to talk about any feedback is always welcome um you can find us on instagram what's our instagram tired girls club podcast tired girls club podcast on instagram and what else is that it i think that's it i think you just i have a podcasting chick you are so am i here i am here we are we are doing it if you want to be part of the tired girls let us know. Let us know. We're always just, looking for people to interview. Yep. Just no mean girls. That's nope. our only rule. No mean girls. You can sit with us. You can sit with <laughs> us. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Adios.